Good morning and welcome. You've got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. It's hot right now, or I guess for a moment, but uh, fall is in the air. It is. And you brought me a gift this morning. I did. So we've been talking about persimmons for, I don't know, we've done quite a few shows on the old persimmons. Sarah, what do you see there? What? Well, I have never actually like seen one of these before. Yeah. But so you thankfully cut one open I for did. me. And we've got like two different results here. So one of them is definitely a spoon. Yep. And then one of them kind of looks... It's got a little fork. Yeah. A little bit of fork there. It's Yeah, it's very... Um, it's confusing. It kind of looks like a spoon, kind of looks like a fork. I kind of thought what we would do. So those came from, and I think it's important to know where they came from. So yes. I believe it is close to Macomb, Missouri, which is a little um, east of us. You know, you get on James River Highway 60 and take a take an hour drive past Norwood, kind of out towards uh, West Plains area a little bit. So they're not from Springfield. If anybody in Springfield knows this old wise tale, I kind of like the old ways from time to time. I don't want those to to be lost or, you know, die as the generations, you know, continue to change. And I just have always thought this was a very cool kind of prediction of what winter is coming. So for anybody that doesn't know, sometimes you get a very narrow, and I did see this a few years ago. I cut some open that, that looked like a knife. Instead of that that uh, spade of the spoon, it was real narrow and kind of down to a point. That is a bone-chilling, cut-you-to-the-bone winter. The fork is a mild winter, so we're kind of teetering on what I would consider from the persimmons we looked at today. Um, the spoon is a lot of snow, so hopefully it's mild and we get a little bit of snow. You're pretty excited about the snow. I do like the snow. I really do. It's not my favorite thing to work under a drippy car because, you know, as you drive through town, I'm sure you see it when you stop. The the slush and all the trash is, you know, packed up under the car. Well, we bring it in the shop. We put it up on the lift. It's, you know, probably 60 to 70 degrees in the shop, depending on how much we have the doors open. And then every time you look up, you get that slushy, like, drip Ugh. in your eyes. No, thank you. If you're not wearing safety glasses, we do wear safety glasses. But it gets around on your face and in your ear and in your mouth if you're looking and talking while you are got it up there. So that's not my favorite thing to work on. However, I do like snow. I like driving in the snow. I like four-wheeling in the snow. I like sledding in the snow. Um uh, we lived up north as a kid, and the old uh, adage, uh, my dad had extra car hoods laying around, and we would make forts out of We'd take the hood and stack the walls up and put the hood over it and then put snow on it, and that was our, like, igloo snow cave. It was awesome. Uh, you know, I'm not much of a snow person, but I do hope we get a little mm-hmm. this winter because uh, the little one, yeah. yeah, it'll make it a little bit more magical. Absolutely. It'll be the first time he sees it, too. Yes. So hopefully it's, we get maybe just a little. It is such a magical thing. It's it's different now that I'm older than when I was a kid. It, when I was a kid, it was a snow day. You know, we didn't have to go to school or sometimes we got out all week. Um, but I definitely enjoy it now. And, and you're right. The kiddo factor is definitely very, very cool. So. Yes. So before we get to winter, mm-hmm. uh, we have to go through fall. We do have to go through fall. Time flies, so don't rush it.
That's right. Uh, something I thought when you brought up the fall topic and the winter topic, I wanted to share something, and you may know this already from the shows, but a lot of people don't think about their air conditioning unless it's not working and it's really hot. And even like the past couple weekends, I've got a little dump truck that I built, and I was running from Clever Stone. Those folks are awesome out there on Saturday a little bit. And my old AC wasn't working quite as good as it should have in the old work truck. So definitely something I, you know, you think about when it's not working well. But the reason I bring this up for fall and winter is AC, the function of it is very critical for the defrost function of your vehicle. Did you know that already? I did. So when I was a kid... We had vehicles, and that wasn't a normal thing just to have air conditioning um, when I was younger. And so my dad always had a handkerchief in one of his back pockets. He was the, the, you know, always that was part of his everyday carry kind of kit, if you will. And he would, I remember when I was very little, it was raining just a beat heck. And we had the defrost on, but it kept fogging the window up. And he was, you know, wiping it. That was just normal back then. It wasn't a big deal. And as I got older and I got into the field and, and I got trained on it, essentially, when you have the defrost function on, your AC is running to to take the humidity and dry the air out. So it blows warm, dry air onto the the windshield so it doesn't condensate. And a lot of people, when I go into the winter months or, you know, and their AC's not working, they're like, ah, I don't, you know, season's almost over. Well, when you need that defrost function, when it's foggy outside or you kind of get a swing in the weather, it will actually truly build condensate on the windshield. So it's it's rather unsafe. I realize that's not what you wanted to talk about today, Sarah, but... That's okay. It's a good tip. I felt like that was important to kind of explain that because every time it comes up in the shop... And I explained that, and they're like, oh, so it's just not something a lot of people are aware of or think of much. So I see uh, you've done your homework over there. I have. What do you think about the fall season? Tis I the love season. fall. Fall is my absolute favorite season. And uh, once again with the kiddo, I'm very excited yeah. to do all of the, the fall things. He may not remember it, but it'll make for a lot of oh, yeah. new, fun, and exciting memories for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. But, you know, the first official day of fall uh, was Thursday, September mm-hmm. 22nd. So we are officially in the fall fall. season. Even though it's been pretty warm here recently. Yes. Um, We're kind of going through a late season heat wave, I suppose. Um, But it looks like, you know, this weekend is going to be pretty mild and nice. So it should be awesome. But there's tons of different uh, car repairs and maintenance that come along with fall. And I know that we do a lot of those seasonal shows, but I think that they serve as a really great reminder to have a set down moment with your technician and have a look at some of those things, you know, at least once a season. Oh, yes. It's a good reminder. It will keep you from having that, oh, crap moment. Exactly. And that's really, honestly, Sarah, I think what most of our focus with our shows are is to keep folks, if nothing else, top of mind or give them a tip or, you know, keep them from that. You know, I love our towing companies. We have some great towing companies, but if you don't have to call them, I guarantee the day is going to go better. Absolutely. I think so. (laughs) So I think that one of the first things that I would like to mention as we move into the fall season is if you park outside, first Uh things first, if you can park inside, that would be best because you're going to have a lot of animals that are looking for a warm place to make their home for this uh, fall and winter. But 
Another thing that you may not necessarily think about until it's too late is as we move into that fall season and things begin to fall off of the trees, like mm-hmm. leaves and those little helicopter spinny things. Yeah. I don't know the official name for those. I think, forgive me. And if somebody knows, definitely please send us a message. Uh, but I think they come off the maple trees, if I remember right. That may be wrong. Yeah, I'm not exactly we sure. Have, but you guys know what I'm talking about. We have one above an area of our pool. Mm, and I bet oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. In hindsight, probably should have moved the pool a little bit, but I'm a little committed at this point. So. Right. So as those things fall, uh, make sure that you watch and make sure that they don't get into that top vent mm-hmm. because that can cause a lot of uh, mold and mildew. Yep. And it can also um, get into your engine and all that good stuff. For sure. So I've had people with bad allergies get into that that fresh air recirculation Mm -hmm. um, vent of their vehicle, which is kind of along the front bottom passenger side of the windshield most of the time. And I've had folks come in that have just been battling horrible allergies. You know, every time they get in the car and turn the heat defrost air, whatever it is on, they're sneezing and they're all congested. And then they get away from the car and it's like, oh, everything's cool. Well, we've actually had to put together a service that we disinfect the airbox of those vehicles. And part of, to your point, is keeping that clear of debris is very important because a lot of times that's a dark, moist environment inside that airbox due to the condensation that comes off the evaporator core. And so it, it'll grow. It truly will grow I've had uh, I've had landscaping companies where they have so much seed inside the car and enough organic material gets inside their trucks where it will truly grow new grass oh, inside. No, no, I swear. <laughs> wow. It's been incredible. So we have come up with some different ways to deal with that. But if you are somebody that battles a lot of um, allergens, definitely wonderful point for sure to keep that clear and keep it comfortable for you driving your vehicle. So big, big kudos there for sure. Yeah, I need to check my new vehicle now by Chevy Cruze. It had a pretty big gap Uh in between the windshield and the hood. And that's where my little vent was. And I mean, leaves and those Uh little helicopter things, they would just pile up and I would have to take a broom or, Uh you know, sweep them out every couple of days. Now, I'm not necessarily sure about... My new vehicle, so I'll have to go out there mm-hmm. and check. But I also have upgraded myself to a carport, so it's not necessarily inside of a of a building, but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily completely outside either. If you have the ability to park under a carport mm-hmm. inside a garage, it is amazing how much longer a lot of that stuff lasts. The wiper blades, the tires, um, that you know ability to shade it makes a huge, huge difference. Uh, We are going to step into our first break. I do want to dive into some of the critter discussion after this. Your complete car care solution. A1 Custom Car Care. All right. Welcome back. Sarah and I are talking about some fall stuff. So, you know, we were talking kind of off the break about the rodent issue. Yes. And we actually did some repairs for you last year around this time. Maybe a little later in the season. Yes, I think it was the uh, the family groundhog mm-hmm. that lives here at the station that ate my wiring harness. Those pesky rodents. Oh yeah, and they're essentially in the the nesting phase, if mm-hmm. you will. And so they're you know they've had the harvest season essentially right now. You know they've played all summer and. You know, hopefully squirreled all their, you know, supplies away, but they're looking for a place to bed down. 
And groundhogs, squirrels, mice, any kind of rodent has the ability to do that. And I'm sure I've shared this with you guys before, but something in the manufacturing process has some kind of a soy base, whether it's the insulation or some of the oils they put as they're making the wiring process. So they actually, in their world, essentially that is a food-based, and that's why they chew and eat a lot of the wiring. So what can you do about it? Well, A, if you're parking outside, keep the grass mowed down the best you can. B, you need to start and move the vehicle once in a while. And then C, if you can get inside, that's great. Um, you know, to where there's not rodents, that would be ideal. And if not, I have seen many different kinds of solutions for that. I have seen, they actually make something I saw the other day in a customer's vehicle. They were little bags, and I don't know what was in them. I don't know whether it was a decon base or, or what, but it had a little mouse kind of pattern on the bags, and they had those all underneath the hood, underneath the car, zip-tied places, um, I've seen potpourri bags and potpourri. I've seen it just loosely sprinkled. I don't really recommend that, but you know, anything to keep them away and keep the population down. When we bought our house, we are not cat people per se. Um, and I, I say that it's not that I dislike cats is that I'm very allergic to them. And so we don't have cats in the house, but our house came with five outside cats and I view cats as pieces of equipment, essentially, or working animals, if you will. And so we feed them just enough that they got food and water and they understand where home is. Uh, but we intentionally do that for all these years because I want them keeping the mouse population around our property down and, and, and not causing me issues. However, I have had issues when we first bought the place. There was a pack rat. And I hate to give you story time, Sarah, as That's I always okay. do. But part of my criteria for buying a house when Stacy and I were looking is I wanted to shop. And my realtor, she was wonderful, Kathleen. She was amazing. She said, Dustin, we've looked for a year and a half. You're probably just going to have to build a shop. And I said, Kathleen, I don't have time to build a shop. We're going to have to keep looking. And magically, like the next house we looked at was the house we bought and it had a shop. So long story short, we're moving in. I got one of the kids' cars parked in there. And I'm getting it ready. Seth's getting ready to drive. And I go out to move it, and the car's missing and running horrible. And it wasn't running bad when I pulled it in there. And so I open the hood, and I'm doing my visual inspection and checks and whatnot. And uh, a pack rat is what it ended up being, had eaten all of the injector wiring harness on one side of the engine down to nubs. I mean, there wasn't even wire there to repair. And so I'm like, man, if I don't have enough to do since we're moving... So I was able to do the repairs. I got new pigtails and got him fixed. But I would put a significant amount of decon down away from the cats. So don't worry about the cats eating the mice and getting sick. It wasn't anything like that. But I put it down and I would come back the next morning and there would not be a morsel left out on the ground in my shop. It's like, what in the world? So I went and spent like 160 bucks on <laughs> on decon. And for weeks, this went on. And I'm like, what in the world is this is just baffling me at this point. And so they had left an old vanity in there and he was living in the vanity. And you know how big a drawer is on right. a vanity. All of my $160 worth of decon, it, he, he had filled that drawer full of all that mice bait. I couldn't believe it. 
and eventually he it, the the decon did its job but it was just mind blowing as i went through this for a few weeks to try and fix our rodent problem you know have you ever seen ratatouille have you ever seen yes. that movie it wasn't quite that bad but i was beginning <laughs> to think what kind of mice situation do we have here but you be as proactive as possible i guess is the moral of the story and don't be surprised if you go out and you get a check engine line or if your vehicle's running bad I have had folks where I've done repairs, got the vehicle, you know, fixed up in good shape. And then the next two or three weeks, they come back with different areas that have been mm. uh, damaged due to it. Uh, one of my techs, uh, Harlan, I think, came up with it. But Honda has realized that it is such a problem. They have electrical tape, and it's very, very expensive, surprisingly. But they have infused, I believe it's cayenne pepper yes. with the electrical tape. And there's little bitty red mice stenciled on the electrical tape. And it's if you have a repeat issue, we stock it from time to time that I wrap your harness in that to keep your rodent problem. But typically they just move to a new area, unfortunately. I believe that that is the solution that we came up with for mm -hmm. my vehicle. We did. Yes. Yep. And thankfully, I think we got through the next season or whatever and not yes. had any other issues with it. Yep, didn't have any issues. But you got to be watching that because the mite, uh, mice and rodent, there we go, is a big thing. And we do a lot of repairs um, as well as, unfortunately, I run into sometimes people doing poor electrical repairs after damage like that. And then I have to get to the bottom of it as well. So definitely, definitely important. Well, I came up with a car repair checklist, and I feel like this kind of really falls into that uh -huh. first thing okay. that I had listed, which was check the belts and hoses mm -hmm. and make sure to check for leaks and cracks and wear and tear. Yep. And the fluid levels, that's a very good point that, you know, right now is a great time to give a good look at that. I will tell you, I'm going to say 9.9 .9 out of 10 cars come in are at least a quart, if not two or three quarts low on oil across the board. And I'm talking about new cars, old cars, cars with 15,000, 20,000 miles on it are low on oil right out of the gate. And I don't want to be the, you know, automotive preacher that if you don't check your oil, you're going to Hades, nothing like that. I want you to not have your car tore up because you had low fluid. If you are adding a significant amount, whether it's oil, transmission fluid, power steering fluid, um, typically I do not recommend removing the cap on your master cylinder because it allows extra moisture in there and brake fluid draws moisture. It's hydroscopic. So you want to look at it through the kind of somewhat translucent or uh, it's not quite clear, but typically you can see the level. So I want to keep that system sealed as much as possible. But if you're adding a significant amount of fluid, then you obviously got something going on. And that's kind of a key indicator that, hey, you know, we got a component or a system that needs some love. Something that just occurred to me that a lot of folks don't think about kind of on the the lines of, hey, it's not hot outside, so I don't need AC. The other side of it is a lot of times people do not use their four-wheel drive through the summer, through the fall, and you're shocked when you need it and it doesn't work in slip or uh, slick or wet conditions. So you don't want to run it on dry pavement. It's very hard um, on the system. But I, I definitely would recommend checking it before you need it. Get out in the grass or on a gravel parking lot 
and lock it in full drive and do some tighter turns. And you will feel that kind of somewhat hop a little bit or the vehicle, and you'll know that you're in full-wheel drive at that point. But I strongly encourage folks to check that out, make sure the differential's full, make sure the transfer case is full, make sure the fluid isn't completely nasty and gross and causing you a breakdown or damage in bad inclement weather because nobody's got time for that. That's a rough deal. And I know that this isn't as serious of a fluid, but Mm -hmm. also make sure to check your windshield washer fluid. And while you're doing that, check your windshield wipers. I mean, we haven't had too much Mm -hmm. rain here uh, in the last couple of months. So whenever you use them, you might think, oh, I need a new set. And then it doesn't rain for a while Mm -hmm. and you completely forget about it. Well, fall is notorious for a lot more uh, rain and, of course, a lot more fog. and Frost. Yeah, so you're going to be using them quite a bit more. So make sure that whenever you're checking those fluids, check Mm -hmm. your washer fluid and your windshield wipers. So I have a confession to make, Sarah. Okay. I am a washer fluid addict. Oh, yeah. I will go through sometimes a gallon a week, and it's not always like that when the weather's been kind of, you know, mild like it's been now. Uh, I don't go through it that often. But every time I stop, and I will actually stop at gas stations that have better windshield scrubbers. Um, If I stop somewhere and they're garbage a whole bunch, I usually try and find a different one. But I wash my windows every time I fill up with fuel, almost without fail. And I use a fair amount of washer fluid. Now, we shift our washer fluid to a winter blend, which is a little stiffer on the alcohol, to A, so it doesn't freeze, and B, so when it is frosty outside, I will use that to thaw the frost, you know, the little bit of frost, I'm not talking ice, um, layer off the windshield to make sure that uh, I can see as quick as possible. Do you have a specific brand that you like to use? I really, so we, we use ours in bulk. If you come into the shop, it's been very good. I am a big fan of the Rain-X brand, mm-hmm. honestly. It gives you a little bit of Rain-X treatment every time you use it. They have a bug blend that I've had very good luck with through the uh, summer, but I really like their winter blend. They have a de-icer that actually has a uh, little bit more of an alcohol additive to it. Um, So if you're stopping at a big big box parts store, I believe it's worth the extra, and I pay for it um, from time to time to make sure I have the very best washer fluid possible. But time flies when you're having fun. We're halfway through. We're going to take a break. Sarah and I will be back in a moment. Your complete car care solution, A1 Custom Car Care. All right, welcome back. you got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. doesn't look like we've made it through much of your list, Miss Sarah. Hey, that's okay, because we have two more segments. We do have two more. But, you know, we're talking fall weather, car repairs, mm-hmm. tips, maintenance, all of that fun stuff. And one thing that I thought about, and I definitely need to keep an eye on, this season, since I have the new vehicle, mm-hmm. is checking the tires and not only checking your tires, but also checking your spare, too. Yes. You know, making sure that they have a good tread. Make sure that you rotate them if you haven't done it in a while. Making sure that your tires are properly inflated and they have the right tire pressure. Because, you know, with the colder weather, your tires will oftentimes change PSI. Mm-hmm. Well, look at me. I sound really professional You're here. You're getting this down. <laughs> I believe it's roughly four PSI for every 10 degrees. So if we if we fill it up, you know, like it's been now, it's 90 outside. 
And to your point, we get into, you know, 50-degree weather. That's a significant PSI difference for sure. Yeah. Well done. Well, I knew that I had a problem with one of my tires mm-hmm. back with my Chevy Cruze that I constantly had to put air in because the little um, light would come off mm-hmm. saying, hey, you have low uh, low pressure in one of them. And it was because I would wake up so early in the morning because, yeah. you know, I was up at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. So it's significantly cooler than you know, people who wake up at six, seven or eight to go yep. to work. So yeah, I'm going to have to see how that works. And then I also have the, uh, the nitrogen tires mm-hmm. too. So that's something that's. So you new. will notice a difference that they are less um, affected by temperature change mm-hmm. and the molecules of the nitrogen is a little bit larger. Um, and if, if I'm wrong and somebody wants to correct me, that's fine. Um, but I believe that it is they're more consistent in size of molecules. It's obviously a lot drier, so it's better on the tire pressure sensors that are built into the tire. It's not as affected as you get these temperature swings. Um, now, with that being said, the air that we're all breathing is like 78 point yada yada cents uh, percent nitrogen anyway. So it's not... I don't know that it's a huge thing. If you have a low tire, use shop air to put it in there. If you're really married and want to stay with the nitrogen, it is good. We used it in race applications is where I am most familiar with it. Um, But it does work, and it it, it has its place. I don't know it's as big of a deal as the industry made it. Um, But, yeah, very good point. So if you've got nitrogen-filled tires already, It'll be interesting to see how your winter goes of how you kind of have to deal with tire pressure. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see how that's going to go. Now, I also had this on my list, and I'm going to just ask you the question, Mm -hmm. and then I'll let you just go with it. (laughs) Um, But right now, if you are in the process of wanting to purchase tires, Mm -hmm. is right now the best time to get those all-weather tires? Or do do you think they're worth it? Very, very much so. So I am very picky. And a lot of times, if I'm the one, um, you know, dealing with somebody on tires, I am going to question a lot of what their goals are for the vehicle. So if I have, you know, say, little old lady or little old man, that if it even sprinkles outside, they're staying at home. Well, that's one thing. Okay. They're not typically, they're in a position in life that they really don't need a crazy good do it all tire. Now I have a lady customer. She, I'm not sure what kind of nursing she does, but she travels for her nursing. Oh yeah. And she decided that she works hard for a living and she wants a Dodge Charger with a Hemi, which is an awesome car. I mean, those cars are amazing. However, they're rear-wheel drive, high-horsepower vehicles that don't do all that well when it's slick outside. So for her, every year, we actually have two sets of tires. We have her summer and or spring, summer, and fall tires. And then we switch out her, her set of tires for some Blizzak. Um, it's actually a brand of a winter tire for her. So she can still drive her car that she loves. You know, we've talked about getting a beater car or whatever. She's like, nope, I love this car. Even if the weather's crappy, I want to be able to go. And so we actually have a winter tire for her, which is not real common in this area. If you were out in Colorado, this is a normal thing. Um, or if you're towing or two-wheel drive or four-wheel drive. So my favorite tire for trucks is typically a Firestone AT2 or AT3. Um, If you come in and you're using your vehicle, that's probably what I'm going to recommend. There are some other other options out there, but that's probably at the top of my list. 
If you have an all-wheel drive car or SUV or crossover, I'm going to shift you to something else. Or if you have just a front-wheel drive or rear-wheel drive car, we're going to ask some questions and go in that manner. So there is a, you know, rain-style tire. There's a just a standard passenger car tire, non-directional. There is a directional um, all-season tire. I really like the all-season tires for cars. I, I typically lean because that kind of gives you a little bit of the best of both worlds as the weather changes. And then if you're in a truck, I don't want a real aggressive tread, but I don't want a highway tread either. I want kind of that AT2 or AT3. Firestone is one of my favorites. And they are a little bit more money, but the value long-term when I run them on my personal stuff is way more. And I have tried Coopers. I've tried all different kinds over the years. Um, I've had Michelins. They're they're more of a gentleman's truck tire. They've got a real soft sidewall, so they give you a good ride. But they don't do all that well if you're towing and dealing with a lot of weight. I kind of ran off on that one, didn't I? That's okay. Can't help Another question for you. So I know that we've talked about this in previous shows mm-hmm. about tire prices that are going up. Oh, yes. Has that trend continued upward or is it tapering off? No, unfortunately, it's maybe not as frequent. Like I was getting multiple price hikes a week. I may get one or two at this point, but they're still going up. And I think I shared this. I ordered a set of tires for my oldest daughter. Um, she's getting ready to drive. And... You know, I waited a little bit, and I didn't take my own advice, apparently. And I think it cost me, if I remember right, it was a $46 per tire increase. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And so I literally ended up, you know, had I bought them earlier, I could have bought four tires for the price I paid for two. And so it would have been a buy two, get two free. But the price hike hit so quickly and I, you know, she's not got her permit yet, but we're getting there. We found a fixer up her vehicle for her. And so, yeah, I basically got to pay uh, <laughs> almost double for four tires as I would have for two had I pulled the trigger. But they're still going up. Uh, if you have a weird oddball size tire, I'm seeing a lot of the manufacturers because of the shortages, by the way not have as many options or they're not making the volume for weird size tires. So if you have like a 22 or you have a 14 inch rim, I would, or even some odd 15s, those are kind of phasing out as well, but uh, definitely something to be thinking about. You need to be on the front side of it, not waiting till the last minute for you needing tires because you're probably going to have to hustle to find any replacement tires Or I've even been in a situation where I've recommended changing either wheels and tires or going to a different size tire that's more common, but that throws your speedometer off and some other things. So if you're even thinking about tires before winter, you are probably going to be money ahead. Whether you buy them from us or you buy them from whoever your chosen tire guy is, I will tell you the big box stores, tires are made to a standard and a price point that the big box flexes on the tire manufacturer. And so they take some of the quality out of those tires. So if you go to a big box parts store or a big box store that, you know, sells groceries and tires, you be very careful what you're getting there. Cause I see a lot of low quality name brand tires coming out of those facilities. So 
Hopefully that answered the question. I think so. I have one more tired thing, and then I guess we'll have enough time to talk about it and then go into a break. But tire chains, Mm -hmm. is this something that you suggest as we move into the winter months? So they make – tire chains are amazing if you're in a a climate that's going to have a lot of snow on the ground for a long time. Typically, we don't get a hard pack of snow. When I lived up north in northern Indiana, southern um, Michigan as a kid – we would get a hard pack of snow and it would be there for months. And it essentially would get to the point where it was just almost a sheet of ice. And so that was pretty common up there. I wouldn't say it's not a good idea to keep some, but they make some easier. um, A, if you have a good tire, typically it's less of a need for that. But they make some uh, like bungee on cables Mm. that like, I don't know if you've ever seen them on like the mail trucks. Yes. They're easier to install. I believe they're more reasonable. They do a pretty good job. I would keep those way before I would keep a set of tire chains because I think they're easier to put on and off. And if and when you ever need them, they will be a easier, more convenient solution for you. So... We're going to step into another break. We're going to wrap this up in a nice little bow right after this. Your complete car care solution. A1 Custom Car Care. All right. Welcome back. You've got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. we got one more segment. What's it the, what have we not covered yet, Miss okay. Sarah? So we love a good prep show. Yeah. And right now is the perfect time to... Uh, find, locate, and check your roadside emergency mm, kit. Absolutely. Yes. Amen, so sister. Make sure that you have gloves in your car. Make sure that you have an ice scraper, a mm-hmm. blanket, an mm-hmm. extra jacket, things like that, that you may have taken out of your vehicle because they were kind of bulky mm-hmm. during the summertime, which is fine, but make sure that you are prepared for that fall cooler mm-hmm. weather because you don't want to be stranded and uh, it's a little bit colder and you don't have gloves or a blanket. Yes. It just sucks. Absolutely. <laughs> but also make sure that you have things like um, like a jump box, a flashlight, first aid kit, a tire inflator. Mm-hmm. We just talked about tires. So. They're very reasonable. You yes. should have your own. So make sure that you have those things in your vehicle and that you are prepared for that cooler weather. And then another thing that I uh, put on my list that we briefly kind of touched on, uh, in a sense, but check your heat, make sure that your heat is ready, you know, run it for a little bit. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we haven't used it in quite some time since the winter months. So make sure that it is running. We have an influx, uh, you know, not right now while it's still mild outside, but you know, that first frost, we have an influx always of people that are, you know, Hey, I didn't know my heat wasn't working. And so, that is a real thing. You haven't used it in six, nine months, however long it's been. That's a very valid point for sure. I need to check mine because I haven't used it mm-hmm. in my new vehicle. That's and I'm right. sure that it works perfectly fine. But you know what they say about assuming. Yep. So definitely want to check that. Make sure that I am prepared because, man, I have that longer drive mm-hmm. now. And I would prefer 30 minutes of nice, warm coziness <laughs> yes. this fall season. Absolutely. Great point. <laughs> So basically the end of my list is just the all other things category. Make sure that all of your lights are working. Make sure that your brakes are working. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you check your battery. I know that there's a lot of rust that can happen. I've had that happen mm-hmm. on my vehicle and I've had to replace a battery. Yeah. But, you know, it would be just terrible to get in your vehicle one day and 
Your car doesn't start. Well, and a lot of the damage that happens to the battery is actually during the summer when it's really hot outside. Mm -hmm. But it takes less energy or less effort to start the vehicle during that time. So you don't notice it. And a lot of times you'll hear if you'll pay attention when you'll, you know, like a before, typically, it really leaves you stuck somewhere. You will hear the cadence or the speed of that rotation change. It'll get a little slower. It'll get a more, a little more lazy. And that is a key indicator. If you haven't had it checked, you need to get on the front side of that because it will get to the point where it requires too much amperage out of that battery to crank over that cold, thick oil, um, you know, tolerances are tighter on a cold engine and you will be stuck with it not starting. And that is a bummer deal. Yes. And then two other things. They're not necessarily uh, things that you have to do to get uh-huh. yourself prepared for fall. But one thing that I would highly recommend is if you are in the uh, search for new floor mats, uh-huh. I highly recommend getting some all-weather floor mats. I have some in my vehicle. Now, beforehand, I had just the uh, like fabric ones, yep. and they were okay. But I have the all-weather ones now that you just like pop out. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you just kind of give them a little bit of a shake and everything just slides right yeah. off. It's super easy whenever you have like water or you spill something in your vehicle. Mm-hmm. You can just slide them out and it just, they're nice and clean all That's of a sudden. Awesome. Great tip. I, I love them. You know, I think we had mentioned all-weather floor mats as like a gift mm-hmm. during our holiday show. Very good gift. And I thought, eh, it's floor mats, you know. Uh, I take that back. <laughs> it is so nice. And I think to myself, man, now that I've got a kid and he's going to, one of these days he's going to be a toddler. That's right. It's going to be so much easier to mm-hmm. clean yeah. my vehicle and less stains. So oh, yeah. if you uh, are in that market of floor mats, I do recommend some all-weather ones. And I, I think there there are some name brand ones out there that are amazing. WeatherTech is probably at top of the line. I think they advertise that they will hold a 32-ounce fountain drink in the floor mat. Man. But they're pricey. They're sometimes a couple hundred bucks for yeah. a full set. They're awesome. Don't get me wrong. But I have some of the just Amazon, you know, nice, good, heavy material. They will not hold a 32-ounce. <laughs> have you tested it? Well, no. I typically, you know, as I've gotten older, I've gotten more conscientious of what I'm eating, what I'm drinking. Right. So, you know, I typically don't drink a lot of fountain drinks anymore like I did when I was younger. But... Um, they have been wonderful. I think they were like 40 bucks or something off Amazon. Um, whether you like Amazon or not, get it from wherever you want, but it's convenient. So that's why I did it. They've been great. They have kept the schmutz off of the carpet and all the garbage. And you're right. You just pull it out and either, you know, shake it out if it's not anything, you know, debris wise, or I like to, I still like to have a good old fashioned, uh, manual car wash, you know, not the drive-through ones. And I clip them up and I hose them down with the good soap and pressure. And man, that's that's one of my favorite. That's it's funny. very satisfying. Yeah, to it's clean funny those. that you mentioned that because that was my final like little thing that you yeah. should talk about going into fall time. Is right now is the perfect time to give your vehicle that final wash oh, and yeah. wax before we get into that colder weather. You know, get all of that that gunk mm-hmm. off of your vehicle and. Your vehicle definitely takes a lot of uh, gunk whenever you move into the fall and winter times with just the different things that they put on the road Mm -hmm. to keep the ice and the snow off, et cetera, et cetera. I am a a huge fan. If you, I've had those subscriptions or whatever membership, I guess would be a better word, Mm -hmm. to the drive-through car washes. We have some great ones here in town. 
They're wonderful. I'm to the point now that I'm usually in a bigger vehicle, and you really can't do that. Um, I enjoy giving a good hand wash, you know, at, at one of the, they're getting a little harder to find a good manual car wash. There's a couple here in town, but most of them, they've gone by the wayside, which is kind of a bummer deal, but just, uh, it makes a big difference of how well that, that car, truck, van, SUV, sport utility is going to last is to get all that crap off there. And I'll tell you from the tech side of it, it's not that I do a better or worse job, whether somebody takes care of their car, but I sure notice and it definitely makes me conscientious when I'm doing service on it that, hey, A, it makes my life better, that it's clean and it's not all nasty. And typically my experience of removing fasteners and dealing with cars that are kept in a somewhat clean manner instead of, oh, that thing hasn't had a wash in three years or it gets washed when it rains outside. There is a difference to truly get a good undercarriage wash get a good, um, even the spray wax on there will help the paint stay a little bit better and fight some of that UV damage that happens out there. It, it Longevity-wise and value-wise, it protects your investment to keep it somewhat clean. There you go. For sure. Well, I think we're out of we're show. We're out of time. I think that was a lot of fun. It was so awesome. Hopefully we got you guys thinking about fall. I know it doesn't necessarily feel like it yet, mm-hmm. but... It, it always seems like whenever fall hits in the Ozarks, it's like warm, 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 <laughs> slap in the face. Yes, it's cold. Absolutely. So it's really nice to get thinking about those yes. things before uh, that colder weather hits. Yep. Get your firewood put up and that, get ready. That's right. Well, if you are out there in radio land and you have questions for uh, me or Dustin, you can shoot us a text on our text line. That phone number is 417-447-5743. Once again, that is 417 417- Four four seven five seven four three, or you can reach out to us on our social media uh, across the board. That is at one zero four one KSGF. Dustin, I hope you have a good rest of your yes, weekend. Yes, you too. Be safe. Bye. And before you go, if you ever miss a show, don't worry about it. You can find all of our shows housed at ksgf.com under the A1 Custom Car Care tab. Plus, you can listen to us live at any time, anywhere on the KSGF app or Spotify or iTunes. Have a good weekend.